0: At the time of this article and podcast, we have some big happenings going on. Mercury is going retro today just as Jupiter joins Aries and we're getting ready for a full moon lunar eclipse at the end of the week. These are really important aspects in the current ascension cycle and they're really important for us. They give us a lot of support for transformation, transcendence, and transcension that sticky part of the ascension pathway that takes us across the plane of release into the 5D portal. And the Mercury retrograde is going to help us identify areas of limitation and blockages so we can move forward. That is, if it's what we want. The tricky part of change is transformation and being able to look at the timelines we're on versus the ones we think will be better. And that gives us a reason to step out of our comfort zone. We need motivation. And that's the key element for being able to embrace this process of ongoing transformation. But motivation is not what you think it is. There are a lot of motives behind our motivation. And that's the topic of this week's High Vibes Living podcast and article. I would call myself a motivated person in the sense that I'm energetic, positive, accomplished, efficient, and I'm very results-oriented. But that's according to the generally accepted definition of the word motivation, and it does not do justice to the concept of motivation. When we look at motivation clearly, we have to ask the question, why are you doing this? Because the true definition of motivation is your reason for doing something. And that is not always the reason you're telling yourself. It's the underlying deep, true reason for your actions. And when we investigate our motivations and motives, we can find that we have more than one and they're often not aligned or working together. In fact, very often they're at cross purposes. There is an external reason and an internal reason let's make sure that we understand we're using the word reason and motive interchangeably for everything that we are motivated to do. What is my reason for how I work and live my life? Well, I'm a learner. I love learning new things, exploring new adventures and being able to get things done. I enjoy the sense of accomplishment that accompanies starting and finishing a new task. I have over a hundred pairs of shoes I love being outside, gardening, bicycling, and hiking. I'm an accomplished musician, and I enjoy playing music. I'm also a celebrated author and podcaster, and I love interacting with people from all over the world. And I'm a gifted writer, and I truly enjoy writing. Those are all my external reasons for my motivation. My internal reasons are far different and not something I've talked a lot about in the past, but I do talk about it a lot more today. As you know, I spent five years of my childhood from age 5 to 11 paralyzed by a vaccine injury. For two years of that time, from age 5 to 7, I was a quadriplegic. I could not move from the neck down and I was in a hospital. From age seven to nine, I got some of my mobility back, but I was a paraplegic. I couldn't move my legs, couldn't move from the waist down. Then I had to be in a wheelchair. And when I walked, it was by wearing hip length braces and using crutches. It was not until I was 10 years old that I could use the crutches less and I wore leg braces to the knee. Then when I was around 11 years old, I finally got to get rid of the braces and I could walk alone. I will never regain full mobility in my right leg and I lost my sense of balance and I have other health issues including nerve and muscle damage, but I can walk around and move on my own without support and that's a miracle because I was told I would never walk again. During the time I was paralyzed and trying to regain my mobility, I could not do anything that other children did. I couldn't run, play outside, go to a friend's house. I couldn't even go home. Even when I could walk again, I wasn't physically strong enough to do a lot of things that other children did. You can't do that was something I heard a lot during those years. And it was true. There were things I could not do. But hearing that I could not do them all the time motivated me to vow that one day when I could walk again, I would do everything and no one would tell me that I couldn't or try to stop me. As you can guess, I went through a period of time in my teens when I did everything I could not do before. That led to a few injuries and mishaps, but I was determined to make up for lost time and to show everyone that I could do everything just like everyone else. For a long time, my motivation was to prove myself capable in every way, so no one would look at me with pity or leave me out because I was crippled. Even writing that word is still hard for me today. I mentioned that I had 100 pairs of shoes. I probably have a few more than 100. What is my motivation for having so many pairs of shoes? I even have a special shoe closet for all of my shoes. They're neatly arranged by whether they're formal or casual or business, low heel, high heel, daytime, evening, and by color. Why do I have so many shoes? I wondered why I was so attracted to shoes until one day my mother said something to me. She said, I remember how much you wanted those little shoes and I couldn't buy them for you because you couldn't wear them, you couldn't walk, and after that they couldn't fit your braces to them. And I suddenly realized for years I had to wear those ugly brown shoes that looked like big baby shoes because that's what my braces fit in. They were called orthopedic shoes, but they looked like little ankle booties, which would probably be the style today. I would probably be seen as being very stylish, but that wasn't the style for little girls who wore those black velvet or black patent leather Mary Janes with the little strap across the instep. Those were the shoes of my dreams. I remember desperately wanting those black velvet Mary Jane shoes with the little strap across the instep. I couldn't walk at the time so my mother was not going to buy a pair of shoes for a child who would never wear them. I can't blame her for her thrift but it still didn't lessen the blow of not getting to wear the shoes I wanted. Once I started buying my own clothes shoes became an important part of my wardrobe and they still are. My internal motivation for doing things has always been to experience as much as possible and I have. Thankfully, though, once I realized that I did not have to do everything, I learned to discriminate and to delegate, and that has saved me a lot of time, heartache, and exhaustion. My purpose in sharing this with you is to talk about the issue of motivation, what really motivates you to do the things you do. And while you may say one thing, there is probably another source of motivation you aren't even aware of. Once you understand your true sources of motivation, your internal and external motivation, the real reasons you move forward or not, feel stuck, are anxious, or push so hard to achieve your goals, you can be more discriminating about what you're doing and why and make more discerning choices. Your motivation is based on your motive, the reason behind the action being considered. What are you trying to do? Accomplish or avoid? Motivation has two sides, what we are trying to accomplish and what we are trying to avoid. Sometimes our accomplish and avoid strategies go haywire and are at cross purposes. Then we get stuck because we have an equal level of motivation or reasons to move forward and to stay where we are. Intrinsically, we have a lot of motivation to avoid pain and suffering too. How many of you go over the speed limit when you see a police car next to you? How many of you test the bathwater before you get in the bathtub? We try and avoid pain at all costs. Our external motives are based on the reality we would like to see or we want to see. And our internal motives are based on how we want to protect ourselves and manage our safety and security needs. Our ability to move forward depends on how much of a chance we are willing to take and how confident we are in our ability to switch timelines and make different choices. A timeline represents a flow of energy from past to present. You might call it destiny. Every timeline we have has been created from experience. If we switch timelines, we create a new starting point in the present moment. There's no experience and no history for us to refer to. We're on our own and we're all alone, at least as far as supporters and believers are concerned. But hey, just as an aside, that may be the case for you now too, especially if you're the different one in your family and nobody supports you and no one believes in you anyway. In my guilt and shame webinar, I offered the story of one of my clients, I'll call her Anna, who had always wanted to move to Hawaii. I remember the very first time she had an intuitive consult with me. That was one of the first things I said to her, that she really wanted to live in Hawaii. So why did she live in Minnesota? Anna started crying. Because she had wanted to move to Hawaii for over 10 years but every time she tried her family stopped her by making her feel guilty about moving away from the family homestead and leaving the family behind. All of her family lived in Minnesota within a few miles of each other. They had lived there for over a hundred years and had always lived there and believed it was insanity to want to leave why would she leave the family they would ask her when she talked about moving to Hawaii instead of why she wanted to move to Hawaii. In their minds her motivation had to be to separate from the family. They could not consider the possibility that maybe she didn't like Minnesota because that would be way out of their belief system. But Anna did not like the Minnesota winters and she always felt she belonged in Hawaii she vowed that every long cold snowy winter would be her last and did that for nearly 15 years one day anna called me for an intuitive consult and i sensed a big shift in her energy she felt far happier and more at peace than she ever had before and she was because she had finally moved to hawaii i was so proud of her her family disagreed and they were all angry with her. They accused her of destroying the family, of being mean, of rejecting them all, and used every one of their guilt and shame tricks to make Anna change her mind. But this time she didn't. And as soon as the snow melted, she sold her house and moved away. How did Anna break out of her family loyalty timeline and move away? Well, it took a lot of courage and a lot of belief shifting and some research so she could assure herself that Hawaii would be a safe place for her. Vacationing somewhere for a week or two and moving there permanently are two different things. Anna knew that, so she prepared herself for a move far away from the only sources of safety and security and support that she had ever had. Anna's primary motivation was to move to Hawaii because she felt she belonged there and to get away from the cold, harsh Minnesota winters. But her internal motivation was more complicated. She really did want to leave the family and live her life outside of the narrow and critical microscope of living in the family sphere. Her timeline was based around these family connections, and moving to Hawaii put her on a different timeline, one that would not include her large, caring, if intrusive, family. Have you ever wondered about what motivates you? When you say you have no motivation to do anything, what do you really mean? That you're feeling tired and uninspired, or that you don't have a good enough reason to get off the couch and do something? It's more honest to say that you're motivated to rest than to judge yourself for being lazy and unmotivated. How do your motivations and timelines interact and intersect? Are your external and internal motivations aligned? Are you on an old timeline and can't make the shift to a new one and that's causing you frustration and grief? Are you replaying old guilt and shame patterns to avoid a transformation? Are you aware of your internal motivators and their influence on your choices, decisions, and actions? Is your motivation based on what you are moving towards or what you are running away from or trying to avoid? Next time you think about motivation, give yourself some time to ponder all these issues before you judge yourself for lying on the couch with a cozy blanket instead of blitzing through the house on a cleaning frenzy. Maybe what you'll gain from lying on the couch and taking a break is exactly the motivation you need in that moment. Thanks so much for tuning in to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you to take a few steps towards your rich, happy, and successful life. If you need more inspiration for your life path, check out my eight best selling books on Amazon or look at a transformational intuitive session, coaching, or program on my website, enlighteninglife.com. Be sure to sign up for my newsletter and join my over 5 million weekly blog readers. Please subscribe to the High Vibes Living podcast, give it a like and a review. Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information and inspiration they need to turn their pain into joy and their fear into confidence. Your Becoming 360 transformation into congruence and divine harmony is a step away, as is your rich, happy, and successful life. Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together.